0: The American 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 H2P Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, and we are here on a Thursday, July 22nd. ACC Day has happened. We're going to talk some pit football today on the podcast. Remember, you can subscribe to this podcast anywhere, but especially on Apple, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Check us out in all of our shows for DKPittsburghSports.com right here. Um, Also, read all of our work at DKPittsburghSports.com. Become a subscriber. is a lot of great content, especially with Steelers Training Camp going underway. But I'm not here to talk about Steelers Training Camp. that's for me and dale this weekend but right now we got to talk about just a few things that we've seen from acc day and we'll talk about some awards watch lists in this in this show now a- as you guys know we're basically just getting ready for the season here we're seeing what the news is and we're seeing how the team is shaping up now acc day which if you don't know it's basically a day where all the acc teams meet in the same place and there's a lot of media promotions and interviews and videos and so pat narduzzi took uh Desland alexander jordan addison and kenny pickett with him and they flew flew down to take the shots um and uh they they it was a, it was a nice event all of them represented the the university well you know, everyone was making jokes of how this is like Kenny Pickett's like twentieth year playing college football because he's a fifth year senior. But what's really funny is if you wanted to make that joke, you'd be a lot closer with Trey Tipton because he's been in this, he's been been with Pitt for seven years. Um, but in all seriousness, a few things that I take out of. Pat and, what Pat Narduzzi said because the, the the guys the players when they say things they're just trying to they're trying to you know just hey not say the wrong things you know make sure that they're they're in the right places and they all uh, you know fitted themselves uh, adequately and you know I thought that they spoke well and and did their thing but Patton Ardoozy was making several things clear about his team this year now he was asked a lot about you know the fact that Pitt lost several players six players to the NFL draft several players still went to the NFL but also how they have a ton of players back to be exact they got 29 players returning on defense and 31 on offense only lost nine lettermen last year and Narduzzi was talking about how yeah it's great they have 13 super seniors this year and that they feel confident with the locker room being full But when asked about the pass rush, because that's the question that everyone's going to ask about. Jalen Twyman's gone. Rashad Weaver's gone. Patrick Jones is gone. And that's the question we've been asking really since February when when the guys started declaring for the NFL draft and saying that they're out of here. But he seemed very confident. And he spoke, you know, of course, of Desmond Alexander, who was there with him the next name he mentioned wasn't John Morgan wasn't any other guys it was Baldonado now I apologize I believe it's Habakkuk I probably I might be pronouncing that wrong I tried to do some research real quick here but Baldonado the uh as as an edge rusher would be the starter now if you don't know anything about, about Baldonado he's from he's from Rome Italy um uh, he's, uh, you know, he's uh, he's talented. He he was looking really good early last year, but then unfortunately got hurt and, uh, missed most of the season and kind of fell out of it. But you know, this is one of those things when he, when he let, when he let that slip, uh, it, it was kind of like, Whoa, okay. There's something we weren't sure about there. You know, John Morgan was a guy who I liked him coming off the bench last year. Heck, we talked about it with Thorin Dickerson, uh, just last week on this podcast, but man, If Baldonado's already ahead of that, there's some interesting thought there. And again, there's guys like Deion Hayes waiting in the background, waiting to develop. Now, with Baldonado in in the rotation there, like I said before, the linebacking crew for this team, Phil Campbell, Cam Bright... Uh, you you go down the list and just go go by, you know, person by person, uh, having Wendell Davis back and uh, you know I, I, again we talked about this last week the the linebacker depth is fine. What we're really intrigued to see here is how would they do with this pass rush? How could this pass rush can it establish the depth that it had last year? Because last year Patrick Jones, Rashad Weaver, while you wanted them on the on the starters field, you weren't. You weren't crushed if they weren't on the field. I mean, you you wanted them on the field because they were your playmakers, but you had depth behind them to solidify them. And now you're not so sure. Now, Balonado's a, a red shirt junior, so he's he's been around a little bit. And he's got the size, he's 6'5, 260, so he's a guy that's gonna be hanging around. but again this is going to be about depth up front and i i really took to what narduzzi was saying in these in this presser where he was talking about you know how competitive it's going to be how it it's, it's great to have the most experienced starting quarterback in the ACC this year he talked about how this year it's going to really come down to discipline to win some of those tough ACC games down the line also it was brought up that last year they had two of their pitt's biggest win- five wins in uh in acc history but how none of that really matters this year and they're trying to get things moving forward now one thing i'll remind y'all when because some people are out there screaming like oh okay bald you're probably googling his name right now i have been around the block at least once now <laughs> i covered him last season so i know how narduzzi works and I can tell you, in every press conference, when we've been talking to him, when, he, when we've been trying to learn things, get things out of him, he will throw bones that mean absolutely nothing. He will do everything to disguise things because he truly believes that the enemy is listening to every press conference, which I mean they are, um, and he wants to not give out any hints to who might be starting, who might be hurt, who might be anything. That's why we didn't know about Kenny Pickett until I was in uh, I was in Miami, and I was like, oh, wow, that's happening. That's why we, did, we didn't know Kenny Piggott was back until I was in Florida State, and it was like, oh, wow, that's happening. Because he keeps things close to the chest. And you can do that in college sports. It's just, it's a different environment. It's not the pros. So it could be very well that Baldonado, this could be a ploy. Could be the truth. But I do get the sense that there is a confidence, a quiet confidence amongst Pitt. They're not, they're not being loud about it. They're not going out there and, 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 and claiming things and saying things because also they know they're Pitt. You know, I did my live cues for the website earlier this week and someone said, am I crazy for thinking that Pitt could start 5-0 considering they got four, uh, well, they got five straight out-of-conference games. Four of them aren't like major opponents. One of them is Tennessee. And I said, you're crazy. You're not crazy, but you're crazy. And I said that because... Yes, these are all programs that I don't expect to finish in the top 25 this year, which means Pitt could, would stand a good chance to beat them. But you're also crazy for thinking that Pitt's just going to walk through every opponent. Because how many times as a Pitt fan have you been let down by one of the, in one of those moments? I mean, being honest, and I want to see this program do well this year, but that, that's where it's been. But that's why I thought it was very interesting that Pat Narduzzi brought up the consistency in, in playing through these games. Because if they have that consistency, I truly believe these Pitt Panthers will be 5-0 through 5 games heading into ACC play. And then they get to start it off with some opponents that they're familiar with in the ACC that they did well against last year. Georgia Tech, Virginia Tech. Now granted, Virginia Tech has been like a pendulum. One year they beat Pitt, the next year Pitt beats them. The next year it's the opposite. It just goes back and forth every year. This has got to be the year that stops. It was also brought up you know, for this being his seventh season coaching and he brought up how it's an advantage. And I think it, you know, from an age, from a far back perspective, I think a lot of Pitt fans are like, man, we're tired of not seeing this team get to the next level. Ah, we want to see change or something here. But I think anyone who takes a step back and this is what I do with these podcasts. And when I write, you see like, look, Pat's at least developing a brand for Pitt football. He's developing something that people are going to follow. And it, it takes time to build the reputation that's going to get people to come here over other universities and just establish that brand and make sure that that brand maintains. And then you start to win those, those major recruiting battles. And that's what I think pit fans have to have to remember when they're, when they're getting frustrated because they're not taking the next step and they have those rough games. But that's all going to – I think that's all going to have a big swing on this year. Because Heather, like, has been patient. This isn't her guy. He's He's been here before she was. But I think she gets the message that you need to give Pat time to do what he got to do. But if in this year, barring, like, you know, crazy injuries or anything else that could happen – this year, I think has to be the year. Pitt gets eight, nine wins, has a really strong year, beat has has some pretty good upsets, and then is either finishing ranked or finishing close to it, or you know, Pitt fans being happy with the way this year played out. If it's not, if they stumble, if they fall really badly, that could change things. And I've ma- I've maintained that throughout this podcast that this has got to be that year. And I don't think that Pat's looking at this like, oh, this has gotta be my year. I gotta go all Pat's taking it like he's supposed to. Being consistent, talking about consistency. Just you know, focus, you know, it's like a baseball player, just focus on the pitch, focus on the ball. Tune out that outside noise and do what you do best. And one thing's for sure is that Pat has developed a family environment with pit football. The players trust him, the coaches trust him, the coaches and the players get along great. And people are seeing it and liking it and coming to the program. He has to keep doing that and trust that the players that they're recruiting and the coaching that they're doing and the work they're putting in in these practices is going to deliver at some point. And hey, if it does, watch out. Could be an exciting year. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, I want to talk about some of the award watch list guys on pit football. There are quite a few of them. We'll talk about that right after this. Thank <music> you. Welcome back to the H two P podcast. I'm your host Chris Carter here on dkpittsburghsports.com. Remember to subscribe to all of our podcasts. We're on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts. And when you subscribe here, you don't just get Pitt. You get the Pens. You get the Steelers. You get the Pirates. You get all the great work here. You get me and Dale Lala. You get DK's three daily shots a, a, a day all throughout the week. That's 15 podcasts to keep you up with all things Pittsburgh sports. Do that right here on this podcast network. Also rate us five stars with a positive comment. That stuff really helps out everybody. Now, let's keep it going on Pitt football. Now, Pitt's got three people that are currently on award watch lists. These are still rolling out, I believe. There's still going to be time for other guys to make it. But the three guys at the top of the list, guys that you'll know the names of, Kenny Pickett for the Maxwell Award, which is the best all-around player in college football. Elijah Kansey for the Bednarik Award. And Jordan Addison for the Blitnikoff Award. Now, of course, Elijah Kansi, defensive line, Jordan Addison, wide receiver. I want to break down a few things here in this segment about each of these guys. And why you do have reasons to be excited about them. And not, not these just being some, ah. Eh, we just named these pit guys to the list. For one, you know my opinions on Kenny Pickett. No, he's not Patrick Mahomes. No, he's not the future first overall pick. He's not Trevor Lawrence or anything like that, or even Justin Fields. I get that. But he is a tough son of a gun that knows how to play quarterback, that slings the ball and will fight for you every minute of every game. Someone else brought this up to me in uh, in my uh, live Q session on Wednesday for DK Pittsburgh Sports and was like, yeah, is is Kenny Pickett going to dribble all over himself and fall apart? And I'm like, well, when did he do that last year? He wasn't the reason they lost to NC State, nor was he the reason they lost to Boston College, and he finished that game hurt. And, I mean, if you're going to get mad at him for Clemson, okay. But those are the only three games they lost while he was starting. The, the first two games were one-point games. The last game was the best team or one of the best teams in the country. And in their house. Not that they haven't beaten them in their house before. That's another thing. But I, I don't. I I get that some people are like, yeah, okay, Kenny Pickett. But anybody who really follows college football and understands the level of what you want out of your quarterback and has followed and studied Kenny Pickett's progress, they're you're. You're excited about this guy being back, and you should be. He's a good player, and he's a good dude. Every time I hear from, him, every time I, I talk to this guy, I get a humble sense from him. And that's the thing. Like, there's a lot of Pittsburgh in this guy. Is that he could be, he could be the man of town when it comes to pit football. He could be like, hey, I'm I'm Pitt's starting quarterback for the past three, four years. I'm a fifth year super senior. I've got I got the first major NIL deal of anyone in in, in Pitt sports. You know, he could walk around here and, and say whatever he wants, but he doesn't because he knows he has a lot. He has a lot to want. He wants to prove to himself. And to prove to make it so that he can make it to the next level. And as I spoke with Doran Dickerson last week, we both believe if he had gone to the NFL draft last year, he still would have been drafted. But now he has a chance to maybe improve that stock a little bit. And I think Pitt is so blessed to have him come come back and stay back and help further develop some of that family environment that, that, that we were talking about. But Kenny Pickett, you all know him. Now, I know you only you you know of Kalijah Kansi and Jordan Addison. But we're gonna get into them a little. Because they that was their freshman years last year. Now Kalajikansi, a tough interior pass rusher, who when I was first learning about him and I was asking Pat Narduzzi about him, first thing Pat said was that man, that kid's like lightning quick. He fires off the ball, he's got quick hands, tries to take advantage of you as soon as he's as soon as he's into his moves. And he was right. Those early, early few games, I was seeing that. I was like, whoa, this kid is quick. He's tough. But he also said what came to pass, that Kalaja needed to mature a little bit. And when you hear that from a coach, usually that means, hey, you may see great things in practice, I, or may make, make great things in games, but I'm not seeing all those great things in practice all the time. And that happens when you're when you're a a, first of all, when you're a supreme athlete that gets to division one football, that that's another level. Like you're you're in a different class of human beings in the world in general. When you're doing well in division one and turning heads, that's another class. And it is easy for that to get to a 17, 18, 19, even 20, 21 year old people. But when you've been through it and then you have a program that shows, hey, hey, guy. Just because you made plays over, over here and over this day, that don't make you the man. You got to keep doing it because we got a whole bunch of people around here that make plays. And I think Khalid needed that a little bit to grow from that. And the things that I've heard from Narduzzi, just from talking to people, is that he's he's gotten that message. Heck, that was the message to Vincent Davis last year, before last year when he was getting ready to be a running back, is that he needed to embrace all different roles. Then he became this team's starting running back. And, and no, he wasn't a supreme X factor in the backfield, but he was a decent running back that took what was there. And you saw in that Georgia Tech things with game, when things started to click for the offensive line, he was able to go for over 200 yards. The, the possibilities are there for Vincent Davis. Now, I know there's a lot of Izzy Konda fans that are like, hey, what about him? Uh, you, you know what I feel about that running back battle. We're going to see that play out. But I'm using Vince as an example for how he grew from being that, that guy that needed to not just embrace running the ball, but embrace blocking uh, You know, in the pass game, embrace you know selling the fake, embrace catching the ball, embrace being part of plays that don't center around him. And that's the sort of the sort of thing you need out of Kalijah. Is like, hey, you may you may have done well in this play, but you need to do well in the next play and the next play and the next play. And you need to keep doing things. And sometimes it's not about you making the play. Sometimes it's about keeping your linebackers free. And if you got a double team, taking on that double team and just taking them down so that the running back, when he's coming through, the linebacker sees the whole thing and isn't does, doesn't have to worry about that guard or that center chipping to him. Those are the things I think that Kalijah can't see. I want to see if he embraces those roles. Now, for Jordan Addison, this is a dude who blew up. He was all ACC freshman. He was doing all the things last year. One thing that we continue to hear is that this group is blocking a lot better. And part of that's the work with Brennan Marion, who Pat Narduzzi gave a lot of credit to in his uh, in the ACC day. But Jordan Addison, he's got the explosiveness. He's got the speeds. He just has to get more consistent with his hands. And, and the fact that they're blocking better is telling me that they're trying to put things together and be a more consistent group there as well. The, the wide receiver group last year was a disappointment because one guys were in and out with COVID where we're not, not with COVID but with COVID testing and being worried and being exposed and all those type of things. You know, we didn't get to see taser Mac all throughout the season. He was going through some family trauma as well as he revealed, um, and he didn't get a really chance to be the consistent self that he was, you know, the, the year before 2020 in 2019. When he caught the game winning touchdown pass that one pit, its first bowl game in a while. But now Tazier Mac's going to have that full year. And now Brandon Marion is working with these guys to be more consistent. Jordan Addison is the first star of that of that of that component there of putting that together. Because even Jordan Addison had some bad drops last year. Now, he made so many other plays that it didn't end up mattering. But if he comes in this year and he's making those catches, he's getting open, and then he's capitalizing on the catches continue to build on the big plays, that could mean something. Not just mean something, but that could open up everyone else. And that could mean that maybe the rest of the receiving core will fall in right with him. And something else that Pat Narduzzi said that I want to get into next week is he talked about the run game and his confidence that it's going to be better this year. And he said if you start getting, having that run game and it's a consistent part of your offense, those seven-yard passes that we saw from Kenny Pickett throw a lot last year, they'll become 78-yard passes. We're getting ahead of ourselves, though. Because we still got a lot, we guess still got about another month ago before we're talking about some real pit football here, seeing some, some development going on. Again, I'm Chris Carter. Thanks so much for listening to the H2P podcast. Stay tuned, we got more coming your way right here on the DK Podcast Network. Uh, I'm, uh, again, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Carter Critiques and read all my work at dkpittsburghsports.com. Thanks again for listening to the show. Be back in years very soon with more right here on the DK Pittsburgh Sports Podcast Network. Hey!